everybody Wait. of the internet. <laughs> oh shit. The countdown <laughs> clock. Oh bitch, that's the end. Hey yo. What's good, ladies, gentlemen, they, thems, everybody of the internet. It is your boy Defanity, the host that stay doing the most, joined as always by your favorite rapper, your favorite streamer, your favorite everything in betweener, Nick Beam. What's good, my friend? What's good, man? And be back. And last by this year request and honoring friendship. Como se dice, Cruz. What's good, my friend? Thank you, thank you. <clears throat> oh, oh man. man, so we did, did a hiccup hic- week because there's just been a lot happening per- in our personal lives and music-wise. And <coughs> I was looking at the docket, and like as crazy as all of that stuff was, like a week ago, so much shit has happened. Like this week, I'm just now that I take a look back. This has been an exhausting month. <laughs> when I look around, only halfway bitch, through it. It's, everything is on fire. It's like you know, weight thing, the act of war, and uh, in the. Inflation literally hitting my. I'm sad all the time. My gas is fifty seven dollars. I. Oof. At the uh, like you know at the gas station you can see how much. In the tank. Like uh the person. A dollar twenty seven. Damn, dude! (laughs) Hate to see it. Dog, like. Under, that's so mean. You can't laugh at them. Your times are tough. Under under no (laughs) circumstances is that risky. Is that okay behavior? Like, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's not funny because that shit is tough. I remember those days back when I was making minimum wage. That was yeah. I can only imagine the struggle, man. Struggle's real. Mm -hmm. Between Mm -hmm. that and while we're on the topic of uh of the economy and the state that it's in yo the whole baby formula fiasco have you guys been reading about that the shortages that's crazy like i have like and it's like multiple family members going through it because of that shit they're like yo like from like florida upstate Mm -hmm. like yo if you see anything on the shelves please grab it's crazy it's crazy yep dude it's nuts and then like fucking you have uh abbott Holding up production with this fucking ridiculous uh, inspection at Mexico, like the, at the border from Mexico, which has been stalling supply chains for even longer than this month. Like, I really thought, you know, we we're going to come out here and we were going to talk about how Dave Chappelle and his security beat the shit out the dude who tried to tackle him <laughs> on stage. We're going to kiki ki ha ha ha. Because they really fucked that dude up. Like, we can sit on that for a little bit because, like, that's wild as fuck. I mean, well, it wasn't it wasn't Will Smith. So, there's that. I, oof. Oh, my immediately, God. But... Immediately after that, Chris Rock grabs him. Like, yo, was that Will Smith? That dude wasted yeah. no time. He's going to ride that for a little bit now. 
Of course. But I wish I've, like, I saw something on Twitter that Wanda Sykes is still talking about it. But, like, come on. Come on. This, like, had nothing to do with you. <laughs> but the Chappelle security, apparently, I saw on Twitter, I don't know if this is true, but I want it to be true. It was like Busta Rhymes and Jamie Foxx like jumped in with security and Dave Chappelle as they were stomping this dude out backstage at the Hollywood Bowl. And I want that to be true because Ezra like Miller can't be the only celebrity yeah. out here wallet. <laughs> but shout out to Ezra Miller, friend of the show. So, Don't say that. Yo, honestly, <laughs> he made me honestly, from he made me from from Connecticut, but don't say that. I think Ezra Miller is a friend of the show. No, he's given me personally so much. Is not signing off on that. That's fine. (laughs) He's a friend of thirty-three (laughs) percent. He's gonna go to jail. (laughs) He's gonna go to jail, and he's gonna be back out in a flash. And it's gonna. I hate it here, dude. Can we get a boo? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, you can't fucking boo me. God damn it. Oh man. Oh so, the, I didn't watch the flash. He's yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No. yeah. It was delayed. I didn't catch it. Let it run. I, I almost we were talking about. I almost yeah. got away yeah. with it. No. Oh, you and you meddling yes. Yo. That was funny. <laughs> Thank you, laugh. So, yeah, that's where I thought the show was going to go. But uh, here we are. Well, another thing that I thought we were going to sit here and spend more time kikiing about is, like, broke niggas fucking with Drake. Like, I really wanted that story to have lasted a little bit longer. I need an update, really. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, some, like, bullshit Instagram people made this post like calling John Morant's father like annoying comparing him to like the ball father and really this nigga John Morant's dad just be on the sidelines having the time of his life being super supportive like doing that like Like, the same type of behavior you would see at like a like a sports game for your son like at a younger age is super excited any parent going and supporting normal stuff normal stuff out there looking like usher and everyone's laughing about it like they really do look alike it's frightening but uh so drake comments on the instagram post like oh yada 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 like kind of exactly what cruz is saying that's what you're supposed to do if adonis was doing a rubik's cube competition that's the kind of energy i would have and this broke dude was like (laughs) your son plays with ghost riders and Drake then proceeds to like respond, okay, I'm gonna follow your wife because clearly she's miserable. And he does, and he slides in her DMs. And next <laughs> thing you know, she's got a bunch of fucking followers on Instagram. And I hope he flew her out somewhere. I really want that <laughs> to be how that ends. I want to hear like, the next song he writes because you know it's gonna be a, that's gonna be in there somewhere. I need to hear the bars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Featuring Jack Harlow. Featuring Jack. <laughs> is that gonna be Baby Drake? Is that gonna is that it? 
We were talking about protégés. Proto, proto, freaking pro, saying proto J has shout ruined out proto J, friend that. Of the show. Yeah, shout out proto, but he's ruined my ability to say that word. I'm realizing. Talking about protégés, protégés. You got it right, dude. Fuck. Come on, just keep. All right, cool. <laughs> Words are hard. So hard. English language is stupid as fuck. But like, yeah, is Jack Harlow gonna be it? You think? Does he feel, get more Drake? I feel work? like this Jack Harlow album sounds like Drake's first couple of albums in the way that it's written. Just like I remember the other day, uh, Jafanity was like mentioning that um, he he noticed the switch from when Drake wasn't writing all of his shit to when Drake started writing all of his shit. Um, I think we were talking about that, but this Jack Harlow album feels like he wrote it with somebody else to like mm. appeal to that same genre of Drake fans that like best I ever had type of, you know, right era of Drake fans. So to answer your question, I think, yes, I think that is Jack Harlow with a wide open lane going for the baby Drake next in line. It doesn't vulture his career. <laughs> So or now. lock him in a basement somewhere with PND. I yeah, don't Jack Harlow nah, you signs to OVO. No, Jack Harlow, I don't think would do anything. I don't but think, yeah, I, no. it, in terms I of content, cool. in terms of the, the second album with the biggest song, and like he's getting all the shout outs from the new people, um, mm-hmm. he's flexing a little bit, but it doesn't, it still sounds a little forced because he's young, right? He doesn't have right. that swag yet. He's probably still like dealing. Yeah, only with two albums. Super in. Fame. Right, he's the right. So, yes, I think he's following the same career path and could probably do numbers like Drake if he if he keeps it up. Hmm. Sounds like I got to listen to his album then, because I haven't heard it. It's like amazingly mid. It sounds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like, and and when I say I didn't say bad, right? So I want to be clear, it's not a bad album, but just like like, top tier average. I've top tier average, yes, absolutely. Like, okay, you start putting a little bit more of your swag and who you actually are, Jack Harlow, into your music instead of just trying to be like like who is actually Jack Harlow as a person. Once the you know new face of hip hop, Mm -hmm. he's got a great personality. He's flirting with everybody, like. There's going right. to become a time where there's somebody younger, cuter, et cetera, et cetera. And like, right. when he comes into his own, right. Yeah. It, that hasn't happened yet. So it's just like a very well-produced, well-written, smooth album. Hashtag hope for Harlow. Yeah. Hope for Harlow. All right, I know he starts working with the right homework. people. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he get a little bit of a jazzy feature from somebody. Maybe he, you know, he, he can make some different moves from where his album's at now. I also success. I also have not had the time for that album because I haven't really stopped listening to Kalani's album, and I don't see myself stopping to listen to (laughs) anything else. Like you don't have Kalani and Kendrick. Like honestly, though, the actual culture. (laughs) It's just like everything I love has just come from the West Coast recently, and between I don't know's album. Simple with K Tronada, uh, us album Ramona Park broke my heart to follow up Vince Staples. Like, I just want to recognize the run 
that Vince is on right now, presently. Like, first of all, he does, he has like gaps in his releases. Like, he will take breaks and do other things. But with Vince Staples and then followed up with Ramona Park, Broke My Heart, like, the production is much more, I feel, West Coast and since it's like less experimental with synths in like pop and like Kilo Kush on different hooks and stuff, it's more grounded and real and able to articulate what it meant to survive that gang shit, but still live at this level of success with that mentality so beautifully over the course of these two albums like this motherfucker is making (laughs) the best music like seven years into it though like vince staples like i've been following this man i got like um what the fuck is it hell can wait like i have that cd in my car at all times in case my (laughs) and i need something to listen to like dog like just mad love for vince staples presently presently i know we're gonna be talking like drug dealer rap a little bit later but i had to shine a light on the work vince staples is doing if anyone else wants to shine a light on someone that's been illuminating their playlist by all means but i just had to get that off because that was so deeply embedded on my heart i'm gonna just say saba again just gonna let that one keep running that's all fair any random I could, shouts? I, I could just appreciate Vince Staples' turn. Um, he's been rapping about that shit. Like, he's been a lyricist, but he's having that uh, Nas Eminem problem. You're just like, you're rapping and like you're saying some good stuff and you're a good rapper, but your production choices just don't. Yeah. Nobody knows what vibe they're in when they're listening to experimental. It's just like a very right. specific niche, right? He created that niche and that's his that he used to live in, but now it sounds like, you know. Like you said, more grounded and real. So definitely shout out to this. Yeah. So one important thing before we get into this overwhelmingly <laughs> complicated prison roll call we're about to do. Just like yo. The silence for the city of Buffalo. And that's it. Just a moment of silence for the city of Buffalo. Just one quick time. One dude took away 10 lives for literally no fucking reason. And that shit is insane. And like the news is fresh, so I don't want to like say anything more until all the pieces have come out. But like, dude, fuck that dude. And that we are living in where we like, it's literally not safe. Like, it's not safe to simply exist. I feel like that was the the trade off to two years ago where we were where everybody was locked in the house was nobody was out there killing each other. Yeah, because no one could be anywhere. Right, there were right? no large like, gatherings. Like it was not efficient. Tough man, hate to see it. Yeah, just their hate inspired crime. <clears throat> Another just unnecessary, overwhelming bearing of loss. 
Bond with the niggas getting arrested. So, <laughs> thank you. Let's Ooh, start out of there. Right, hard pivots. That's what we do on this podcast. So, yeah, uh, Rod Wave arrested, St. Petersburg, Florida, allegedly domestic violence with some strip. Um, all I'm gonna say is Florida is a nasty place, and Godspeed, Rod Wave. So, actually, I have a weird opinion of Rod Wave. Because, like, some of my students, I teach 12th graders, they're like, oh, Mr., can we listen to Rod Wave? Let's listen to Rod Wave. Blah, 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 blah. Rod Wave, Rod Wave. He's so sad. Blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. And I'm like, all right, so Rod Wave is not bad. And then I'm listening to him in my car, and I'm like, wait, like, why do I know this whole verse? And before, this nigga had, like, the whole verse of Song Cry in his song. And I'm like, turn this off. Turn this Wait, bar for bar, off. bar for bar. Come Used to cut up the buddies. Now they tell me, yeah, like I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I understand, like you take a few bars, like that's fine, like. But I'm like, no, I'm rapping this whole verse in my head. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And so I haven't listened to him since. But I hope he uh, gets this legal situation resolved, because otherwise. He's going to be in there with our... We should keep a running list of uh, our prison roll call, I'm just realizing. Hmm. <laughs> we'll work on it in post. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so... And the Atlanta rap scene is oh, arrested. All the of entirety it. of Atlanta. All rappers. of Atlanta is arrested. Every single last bit of Atlanta is arrested. And um, I don't know. This Rico case that they are building against YSL. I haven't started looking at the actual, like the Rico case, even though it is currently in the Discord. But it's 88 pages long. The... Attorney representing the state has said that they've used social media a fair amount in building this case. So important thing for my hustlers out there. Don't don't be on social media. <laughs> um, even if you just are a regular individual, you don't have to post all your moves on social media. True. Uh, and I am not optimistic that Gunner, Gunner or Thugger make it out of this. What are y'all's thoughts? Well, what I'm what I personally am never gonna do is talk about street shit. Um because I'm not out there in those streets like that. Um, I'll be outside, but not in the trenches. So <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you Sorry. what um, all these charges that they've brought on Young Thug and Gunna and YSL. And I couldn't tell you. But what I do know is that uh, Young Thug and Gunna have done 
a lot for their respective communities and putting people on and you know the it really sucks that they're having their lyrics used against them um right that's not fair because the only genre only genre of music where that is a legal precedent only genre um very very weird um so i don't don't like that these guys i don't know man i'm you know me i'm all i'm all over the place these are my two of my favorite artists at the current moment like probably be epic right these two guys so yeah sucks to see it i i hope what is in the rico is not true i hope that it was just art um it's good art right they talking about what they've seen living in these poor neighborhoods like right extrapolating on what they've heard from other people right right how much there are some people who live that life we know that like these two guys are multi-million dollar multi platinum artists who are giving back to their community who are staying where they're at they didn't make a lot of money and then like go somewhere they're like where they're at and it seems it just you know it seems a little weird that every time we have like a somebody at the top who's doing a lot of good things something happens i know that's not you know it's it's maybe just something i'm doing in my head seeing this pattern but like Mm -hmm. you know because there's a lot of good stuff happening right there are people helping out our people every day there are a lot more artists who are free but it just sucks that this is happening to these two specifically because there are at the top of rap i mean yeah there's other good rap coming out a lot of artists from all over making great rap but atlanta is at the top of rap right now to see the two of the biggest go down this way we don't know what's gonna happen so we'll see mm-hmm. and like any of... <clears throat> go ahead go ahead chris no uh, i'm just thinking say... about like damn like we're good all right go ahead, land, so land, then land, like land, just land. thinking about uh Ed, like young thug and his position and how long held that's been as another thing like in We've seen people open a lane and then have other people come by and lap them and like, this is mine now. He's always been like outpacing all of his contemporaries while also bringing forward so many other people, like you were saying. And it's like, like you don't see instances like that. In, in that of, way, uh, Young Thug, just you know, uh, when Lil Baby was in the street, shit, I think Lil Baby may have gotten out of jail or something like that. Yep, um, Young Thug had paid him thousands, like thousands of dollars out of his own pocket to stay out of the streets and get in the studio. So, like, when I think mm-hmm. about what Young Thug has done, you've you've taken literally a, a dude off of the streets out of that gang life, paid him to stay out, and now that person is changing more lives. Lil Baby is going around changing a lot of people's lives too. So like mm-hmm. Gunna is also, you know, changing lives, put on by Young Thug. Just he's doing a lot. Hard time for real niggas out here. Sucks. And that's on everything. So So shout out to them and shout out to Future because Future just dropped a fucking banger of a project. Um, two, Atlanta, like a two piece, shout right? out to Atlanta. Yo, so 
Oh man, the future album. Oh man, just the like you know the bar. <laughs> when I think of the future albums. Oh god, fuck her in the asshole till she pee pee. Like let's <clears throat> fucking go. Like I'm that, that shouldn't be my I'm response. That that's just. But let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, so I was playing, I was playing that shit at work, and it was so quiet. At work, no, you're a teacher. Not at work. Oh my god! Not the kids in the background. We're watching future. And then, we're listening to future. And then I just had to go with it. You can't draw attention to it. I was like, yeah, we all heard that. Let's keep it moving. Two more minutes to finish this part of the activity. Oh, man. I sure hope you were playing the uh, censored, edited version. Yep. He most yep. certainly yep. was yep. not. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> supposedly. Yes, I was. was. Yes, I was. No, allegedly. Yes, I was. <laughs> so what I was the censored lyric? Did they just black it out? <laughs> they were just like, just they actually just started singing hymns from... A hymn book, like a Christian oh, hymn book. Oh, okay. A Christian. And then a woman came, a woman came and sprayed holy water on me specifically. Oh wow! <laughs> and told me to do better. <laughs> That's why I pay for the premium title so that you get those like real life experiences with your music. You know? Wow. No, no, I don't. But wow. Oh, you should if you got to Jay Z. All right. People start need to give him the credit he deserves. He need to he need to hurry up and uh, make some more changes. Jay Z, you've been missing, bro. Come yeah. back. He can't he can't save the what? It he's not a savior. He's not our savior. He's not our savior. Jay-Z. He's not. <laughs> but he could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into. So we've talked about like trap a little bit with the trap gods in their situation and the stuff out of the west coast and like kendrick gave us another beautiful conscious rap album but actually don't know if we are on record of this but what is your favorite type of rap boys mine is like i want to say drug dealer rap is number one then like alternative rap is number two when you say alternative, what do you mean? I'm thinking more like uh, Denzel Curry, um, Toby Lou, uh, who else would I put? Like uh, Paris, Texas, Brockhampton, to a certain degree. Okay. Um, for me, I definitely currently like, well, I guess I always like Southern rap. Um, so I was really why you big, moved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. I was a big Nappy Roots fan. Um, I really liked Outkast. My first album was Stank On Ya. Uh, I really liked Bone Crusher. Classic. Yes, Bone, Bone Crusher. Crusher from Atlanta. Loved him. Um, Two Chains is one of my all-time favorite rappers. Has been for a very long time. 
So like just just that kind of rap. Um, not even necessarily trap. Just like sometimes just that hard, hard bass, room shaking southern music. Probably will always be my favorite. And then I like the uh I guess boom bap free association. I feel mm, like type all of, of us rap. would. That's kind of our like era. Um, or right before when I say us, anyway. boom bap, not necessarily drugs, killing, guns, but just like when motherfucker put a pen to the pad and the, the syllables and the you know the cadences and you're just talking about anything and it's funny and you're just like stream of conscious versus like when they're rapping. It's just one idea just bouncing to the next. That's probably my other favorite genre of rap. Um, finally fell into MF Doom. Finally Yay! made my way naturally. Yeah, so he Yay! immediately went on the list, right? <clears throat> He's great. Action Bronson is great. Um, I still I like when M- Eminem so. would get on those boom bat beats and just like napkin with a napkin and the napkin sitting in the back of the Cadillac <laughs> in the CVS parking lot, waking up because my ears is hot. Like I like that kind of <laughs> shit. We're just like the words rhyme, anymore. the syllables. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I always like that type of rap. Just just rhyming every just just last free associations. You know what I'm saying? Just niggas get on a freestyle and just looking around the room and are just like busting out a rap. It doesn't have to pop cadence or fall on any sort of just like motherfuckers going off. Yeah, I like that kind of rap too. What about you, Chris? Uh, Well, like you mentioned at the top of the list, conscious rap, that's kind of my bag. Um, This nigga be having thoughts. Yo, for (laughs) real, like this nigga be thinking. Gross. Um, And a lot of, like after I fell into Mac Miller's career a lot of like jazzy funk hip-hop like smino saba like a lot of live instrumentation is kind uh, of my my bag and then like old school 90s rap because you know, like you gotta fucking right because you're secretly an old man i am an old man i don't yeah. i'm not secretly an old man i am openly an old man <laughs> um like you know pun bone thugs um, Bone Thugs because they fought at their verses. <laughs> Did they really? I Why do you it? have this knowledge on hand? Because like dude, always with the violence. Always with the How did how did y'all like seriously? Oh, all right, sorry. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, they fought three <laughs> six so, mafia. I'm so glad they're still on my list. Yeah. <laughs> Four rounds why into the battle. Ver- why would they That's put hilarious. them into a versus with it? I I think Bone Thugs wins all day. No, that was not even a competition. Not I mean, to, we'll never know because it was fucking six, disqualified but... because they were fucking. I don't not know, man. Juicy J alone is a culture maker. Like talking about like the beam talking about the South. Like yo, like Juicy J, undeniably like like the Midwestern part of the South. Like yo, that man. I was just listening to um, the deluxe version of The House is Burning, and he's on the remix to one of the tracks that I'm like banking on. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I maybe because it resonates more with me, but for me personally, Bone Thugs was right, Bone Thugs and Harmony, the 
the fast rap, the double time. <laughs> Nobody was doing ironic when they came. Ironic out. that their last name is the last part of it is Harmony because they are about that action. <laughs> they are. Always... <laughs> <laughs> what busy both say that one? They said, "Don't let the right skin fool you. I will fuck you up." That dude is about it, yo. He's so funny. I know that's right. Doug. Um, so ironic. Like the and they all could sing. They all can sing, which is another thing you don't see. Well, you didn't see. You see it a lot now, but back then they were the only ones doing it. Yeah. So, so like, shout out to Mac Miller too because he gave me faces, which was exactly Ooh. the kind of boom bap yeah, that association rap that I was talking about. So like, yeah, hasn't that, left that project hasn't left too. my rotation since they since they re released it. Yeah, faces is ah. Uh, uh, you need to. You know what? I'm faces just gonna send is, you. So. I'm going to send you a torrent of, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to send you a torrent of something that I own and didn't pirate. Yes, yes, And just yes. like, I just want to put the full faith. I'm just going to drop it in the Discord. Hit us up to join our Discord. I'm just going to put the whole album. Because the one that's on streaming services is it's, not the it's full cut. thing. Right. It's, oh, it's, my God. It's like, uh, it's like Free Weezy album that when they, when they yeah. put it on, uh, and the no, on no streaming ceilings, services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They put it out and there's no, uh, I feel good on there. Like, come on, man. I get why it's not on there, but just just everybody just needs license. to own that mixtape in in its entirety because twenty four songs. But it, in like of bliss, the Library of Congress is that where music goes to music and books? If it if it doesn't, it should go there anyway. <laughs> because, Facts. Yeah. Shout out to Mac Miller and Faces. Yeah, that's always in rotation. Mac Miller is always in rotation. Anything from Blue Slide Park all the way up. Dude, I remember the first time you played Faces for me, Beam, and that shit was crazy. Insane. When the Rick Ross verse came on, I had lost my mind. I was like, this is oh, it. I'm, so- I'm sold. I was sold. I was so... I was like cross-faded, and I was just talking about like how there hasn't been like a major feature, and I was like, Rick Ross, and then here he came, and I Damn. was just like, this is this was nuts. This was nuts. It, it was when he established himself as a legend. Schoolboy Q on it, Earl Sweatshirt on it. Yeah, Vince Staples Jones, on it. Vince yeah. Staples on it. Who else? Um, yeah. Mike Jones. Produced, he had a lot of people on there. Himself. So he locked mm-hmm. himself, and like most of the songs were self produced. I mean, we, this, this is not a faces episode because I'll keep talking about this. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Deep shout out to him. Nerds. So many different genres that he made it into. Two different. Yo, I like this genre. Mac Miller made a project for it. So, like, shout out to him. And speaking of like the Free Association and Earl Sweatshirt, so Sick came out, latest album, and I listened to it, and it's continue like as Feet of Clay was divergent from like his usual like dark sound. It is a continuation of that lane. And like on first and second brush, it's like so it's cut so different, abrasive. But once you like can get under it, it is a crazy ride. I got to buy it. He's one of the few artists where it's just like every time you drop, I'll buy a physical copy. So I think I have everything except for sick. I have Doris. I have I don't like shit. I don't go outside. I have feet of clay, like all on vinyl. So I think I need to just buy this too. All right, but enough about that. 
Today's discussion is about one of the best forms of rap out right now, drug dealer rap. It's a great year for (laughs) drug dealer rap. It has been, but like, honestly, up until last Friday, we were having serious contenders for like album of the year being written by an ex-drug dealer and most of the album being about dealing drugs. Now, for some of us, the Kendrick will not top this and like shout out to you. But yo, Tana Talk for Benny the Butcher and It's Almost Dry by Pusha T are two albums we got this year that are like dripping, drenched, soaked, <laughs> steeped in just drug dealer references and the hustler mentality. And we are here to put these albums not in competition, but to celebrate the power and the excellence of them both. And really like what this means for this particular genre of rap. But obviously we're still going to talk about which one we like more because fucking podcast, (laughs) fucking podcast. Now, um, Let's just start. Which one did you think was better? I am going to go with It's Almost Dry. Mm. It, uh, which one you depends. liked better? Which one? Not which one is better. Which, which one, one did you like better? I don't know. I don't know. I'm squarely in the middle. I'm squarely in the middle. I don't know which one I like better. Oh, I'm, I'm like very aware of the difference between, but yeah. Would you say Cruz? Tana Talk Tana 4 was, was, was it for me. Wow. All right. So here we go. We're split. We're Only split. Because so... I, I, I've never resonated with, with Push that much. Mm. Um, And like I was, if you hear Tana to talk for like that sounds a lot like what i was into you know what we were into growing up it sounds a lot of, like that old school new york like grimy gritty rap yep yep so as opposed to it, push it i didn't finish it but it it's it's like a new school like grimy gritty drug dealer rap that's the best way i can compare it that's how it sounded to me anyway. Fair. Beam, what puts you so squarely in the middle? What is causing your... So, the difference between Tana Talk 4 and It's Almost Dry, like, aside from the production, obviously, is, like, the most jarring thing. Like, the most different thing when you first listen yeah. to it. Um, mm-hmm. I love... Pharrell and I love Kanye on production. Pharrell is finally outside. We know that Clips and Pharrell and well I shouldn't just say Pharrell. What is it? Uh, The Neptunes. The Neptunes. I was going to say N-E-R-D but yeah, the Neptunes. We know that the Neptunes and Clips have gone super hard together. So it's just a sound that you create with your producer. Um, They've been 
working on this sound for a very long time, just like Benny <laughs> the Butcher and um, Derringer and Alchemist have been working on their sound. So it's like squarely in the middle. These niggas have been doing this for a very long time. Um, it Of course, Push T's got a little more money. So it's a little more polished. Right. But it helps that Benny has less money because Benny's rapping like he's hungry and he's still in the streets. Like that nigga is still talking about. I I, I feel like he's still in the room with his little niggas like counting up. <laughs> Right, he's still he's still supervising the trap from like a distance, right? But he's still in there. He's got like a nanny cam. He's got a nanny cam, right? And he's he's looking at it with his eyes. Like Pusha T is going through at least like five or six niggas to find out what's happening on the streets. Mm -hmm. Just like a very different take of Kingpin status. Like Pusha T feels like he's he's talking about like whole different things, like. Back in Daytona, he was even talking about different things, like in the being in the restaurant and like laughing a little louder when the DJ plays your song. Like that's right. that's some type of you done made it off of drugs that hard that you just like in in like fancy rich places acting this way and like Benny the Butcher's like nah we still in the streets we not doing none of that we not doing none of that stuff like I'm getting money but we still out here you believe every word I say so I can't I can't make a choice between those two just very full both of those albums feel very full to me. Yeah, I feel two, you. I two niggas in different parts of their lives, just like mm-hmm. bossing up over yeah. drugs. Same age, though, and I like think basically the same age. And Which that's another thing to me. Yeah, another thing that I love about both of these albums is that they are kind of in the same age, and they're like they are both like like you said benny sounds like hungry and like despite the fact that like for context tana talk 3 came out in 2018 in between them we've gotten pyrex picasso the plugs i met one and two burden of proof and i think two other projects yeah Yeah, he's been working and like burden of proof we've all had a lot to say about it like there's been shit we can speculate about and within the camp that that album has sparked but this shit right here with tana talk for like in the in the same room no nanny cam like watching the money go um 12 tracks seven feature tracks five solo tracks um with it's almost dry daytona came out four years ago and like part of the rollout was the fact that 96 about 96 percent of the album could be interpreted as drake disses like (laughs) and that album was so aggressive it was like yoking you up the sounds were like yoking you up but like this one it's like menacing it's like with the joker laugh throughout it um This one is almost the exact opposite. 12 tracks, five feature tracks, seven solo tracks. Uh, I was sold. Well, Pusha gave me more singles, which I think helped me get into the album. Even though Johnny P's Caddy, I hated it at first because like, God forbid I acknowledge how good J. Cole is. <laughs> but that that single is so it's one of my favorite songs on the album and it's hard for 
the single to like emerge as like a favorite song on the album, at least for me. But um, neck and wrists like and that it was an intro at that. Hmm. Um, I think neck and wrist and like the combination, like Pharrell being back outside, combined with his longtime friend Pusha T, like that, that combination put it over the eggs for me. Now let's dive a little bit deeper into Tana talk. So the features include Conway, Westside Gun, Boldy James, 38 Special, Stove God Cooks, J. Cole, and Diddy. What do we think of the features? I hated the Conway one. Tyson vs. Ali is my least favorite That's my, song on this album. Yeah, that was my least favorite song as well. It was uh it sounded it sounded lazy for lack of a better term, compared to the rest of the songs on this album. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the songs they have together. Yeah, that too. Yep. You could, I feel like Conway phoned that one in. Um, But you also have a very close contender for verse of the year from J. Cole. So I, I, I can appreciate that that feature was there. Um, and your lead single and the first song on your album, you knew what you did, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about like features, uh, of course, Stove Got Cooks. We we always love to see Stove Got Cooks, right? Yes, I'm glad you said it before I screamed. That it. was, <laughs> yeah. Because right. I, was, uh... you, did you see my eyes just like on the screen? Just... <laughs> I can see Stop it in the cooks. reflection of your glasses. Stove God Cooks. I swear to God, Probably all I want the best pivot from an all I want to, is right, a million dollars. I want a million dollars so I can buy that fucking album that he has, yeah. which is a million dollars. I want it so bad. Oh, uh, but yeah, brought it back, back. That's I think that's Man. one of my favorite songs. Like because Stove got like he just, oh, uh, I don't know. He's just my favorite. And like after having seen him, it just solidifies it. The light skinned base runner. He's Derek Jeter. Like, <laughs> but also, I fucking love Boldy James too. Anytime he gets on the track, like, also another person who is drug dealer rapper working with Alchemist and is just like, one of the people Alchemist taps for is just like, yo, I know you have bars and like the drawl of his voice on top of like his rapping ability. I just fucking love Boldy James. And anytime <laughs> I can get him on a project, I will take it. And then we had Diddy on um Ten What more is it? The my Ten More Crack. I think that's my favorite song on the album. What a fucking blessing. Oh, so good listening what, to that. What a blessing to get Diddy on your continuation of a Biggie song. Like, of a classic. Mm-hmm. Of a... You're flexing like extremely, extremely hard. And, and then he did shit. and then he did it right. I, there's nothing else you could have done to to make that song more perfectly fitting as a sequel to the OG. I don't know because that anyone I feel else like pulled it off. 
I feel like people have attempted it. And I can't remember who, but I feel like people have, someone has before tried to do something similar with the 10 crack commandments, but not as well done, like as we're saying now that he did. No one better ever try again. <laughs> now, is your is that your favorite track? That is my Bruce? favorite track on the album, yeah. Beam, do you have a favorite? Um, Uncle Bun, just because Thirty Eight Special is my personal, mm. is my personal favorite. Yeah, they snapped. I will always listen to what Thirty Eight Special say. <laughs> Dude, I was listening to um. What was it? His mixtape, 38 Specials. What was it? 95? 1995 or 1998? I can't remember which one. Where he just does a whole bunch of samples from that time period. That's a great one. My favorite track, obviously, Back Back. Because still got. Now, what is the best track on the album? I'm going Johnny P's Caddy. Because he survived, ironically the enough, <laughs> he, he survived, survived the cold. Culver- he, he survived the Culvers. <laughs> like I would be a fool to say, a fool to say that. Like you, like it takes a bold individual to put J Cole on a verse. Well, for J Cole to agree to do a verse for you, and it's very hard for him not to mop your shit up. Like he's. He's gonna do it every single time. So yeah, that's like one you, you of the greatest. To rap too, like you. That's you almost like, right. that's like asking rap. for. I don't know, not not now, but that's like a couple of years ago asking for a Drake verse, or now right. asking and, asking for for a Kendrick verse. Like you know what you're getting into. Like, and he stood up against it. It's it's still a good song with or without the feature. The feature yeah. makes the song. It make the song doesn't right right and so, so i think that's the best one for me it it helps well i say that that is also the the best song um but we can see that benny on his other projects have gone for the lyricists and like he does this all the time and he's kept yeah. up every time so he's had lil wayne on his album burden of proof and then uh black thought Mm-hmm. Was on one of his albums. Uh, I think it was the plugs I met. He had Royce on the last plugs I met talk. too. I think. Yep. Um. So like he's he's been doing this. He's been like, you've been he sitting knows. in the studio with Alchemist, and then you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna go for the nigga that can spit the best, and then like I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go for guy. whoever's gonna bring the best out of me, right? Yeah. So he and to the fact that he keeps doing this and he shows us that he will go toe to toe with some of our with some of our best lyricists. That makes this song even more special because you did it again and then you made it your single and then like and then also like what did and what like, does he say set, in the song set the tone what does he say in the song to Griselda validity <laughs> like do this like all three of us really do this um do you have a song that has your favorite bar mine is back back and the entire second verse of Billy Joe. When he was talking about I'm back back, 
I took orders cooking fancy in the kitchen like Gordon Ramsay. Agents making sure they paying me. My <laughs> trap like a Morgan Stanley. For niggas knew what happened. I was on Montana with white. Arm and hammer with ice. Connected Joe Montana and Ron. Love that. <laughs> and I'm not going to rap the whole verse. But like if you listen to Joe, the second, the second verse, like treat my city like Monopoly sitting on Park Place. Engine in the... The engine and the shit I'm whipping and fit for a car chase. I'm sick of all these fake bosses, temporary soldiers. I'm on 20. I put 20 in a Toyota down in Tempe, Arizona. Like, I love when niggas rap about Arizona for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> shout out to the traps. Because <laughs> this year I move, I feel like I'm 99. Whole record setting milestones out in Hawaii time zones. Nobody cried when they killed Alpo. Like, come on. Come on. Who the fuck is rapping about Alpo's death? No one. Oh, now I need to watch Paid in Full. <laughs> so, um, of course, Uncle Bun. That since it's my favorite, not maybe not objectively the best song, but like Thirty Eight Special was walking all over it. Um, he said, the, sh- the shit they selling clogging needles. Niggas switch so I don't talk to people. Two clips. That's enough shots for you and your alter ego. That's crazy. <laughs> when, you, when you're saying stuff like that, you gotta just, you just gotta relax. And, that, and that's how you bought the song in. Like, cause again, this song is my favorite. They're going back and forth. Yep. You're getting four bars a piece from Benny and then 38 Special and Benny goes back in. Um, and then, you know, I like Future. Right, we know that I'm back outside as well. So he says, "You know these hoes ain't shit." So I cheat and don't commit. I'm rich. I just can't go to sleep with a broken bitch. Loaded fifth. <laughs> Press a button and the scope focus quick and the clip longer than the script from a motion pick. You got to stop playing with us. Right? Why are you doing right. this on somebody else's album? Like, you go, <laughs> leave everybody alone. Right? That's go do your own else. shit. And like, stop, <laughs> stop fucking around with us. Don't give me four bars of this and let somebody else oh, rap because you're spitting right now. You you giving me exactly what I need. Like, facts, facts. Then I go home to my Oof. girl. Nah, on the way home from my office job. <laughs> go home to my family and like go pet my dog. Right, fix dude. Your hours on a timesheet. <laughs> just go home and cut an avocado and listen to this shit. Like, listen to shit oh at work. Me God. mugging an Excel spreadsheet. I'm just like form mm. <laughs> y'all, y'all hoes. Yeah, Yo. that's this one that's... is set, done, delivered. Yeah. Next, take this off the spreadsheet. Upload it to the cloud, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he put me. He put me in the right oh, space about yeah. That that uh that song is my favorite. Oh God! Shout out oh, to Little Bun. He's a rapper from Texas, so like it all it all works out. It all fits together. Yeah, I am just so grateful for for this album because Who's, like you have a favorite uh favorite bars favorite Tana talk for you. I had to pull it up, but yes, ten more commandments. Ready? Commandment number fifteen. Bless. Fifteen, a good one. Listen, most people confuse how we spend our money on whips and jewels. They think we fools. Went from a drug dealer's view buying a Benz or a chain or two. Go broke and sell everything in a week. You'll be back like new. 
So basically, fuck all that spending on clothes and tricking on hoes. Only buy the shit that can be sold. That's a bar. That's come on. Yeah, that's now. the most. Yeah. That's the most that's cruise bar come ever. Too. Now. <laughs> if cruise were a bar, because <laughs> you gonna need Plan like... B if your trap phone start going cold. If something happened to your plug and the bill start getting old, yo, I hate old bills. They don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go away. They just keep coming back. Nobody's asking for that. Yo, say word. Cruz got a plan B, son. Yo, what you try to do, son? Cruz hit the You better get plan B's while you can. Hey, no, nah, we oh. don't condone the nap, dog. That's a messy lifestyle. <laughs> That's very messy. And not something choice. that I would ever take part in. in the streets <laughs> is messy. In the streets is messy. Not one bad. So, it's funny you mentioned just real quick. I know we get uh same thing when he's uh 13. Rule number 13 is social media mm-hmm. posting. Crazy. Crazy. Nuts. Right. Full Shout circle. out to Young Thug and Gunna. Like Benny's talking about it. But yeah. Sorry, Jeff. No, it's all good. So I think this was the perfect like rebound album. Cause burden of proof was like that one was the was the mainstream mixed. attempt. Like, let me bring myself to the mainstream instead of elevating what you do to the mainstream, which is what I think this does. And also, we got to shout out the producers, the three prime Derringer, Alchemist, and uh, the Beat Butcher. So, want to throw those names out there before we wrap this up with this. But yeah, perfect album to respond to the criticisms and not not make him just a person who was at mixtape rap. Like his mixtapes are undeniably treasurable, but this brings that to like this elevated level. Yeah, so, and he called it before the album came out. He said it's this a lot of different shit he's talking about on this album. I think I forget I was reading some interview from him. Um he's just like this is gonna sound a lot more full like just like you said validity like he he really went went to Hit Boy, got flamed up, came back and then did it better. So crazy. Yep. <laughs> and and the work the crazy part is like Hit Boy did, got the same lesson. He also is snapping on a different level for that project. Very true. Like he turned around and then laced up Nas like twice, right? Twice, yeah, twice. Better than Kanye did. Um, so okay, fair enough. Fair the, enough. I, I don't have time. You to know argue. what you you know the album <laughs> I'm talking have another about. Another three hours. Yeah. No, I know. You, I know. know God damn it. Right. I'm just saying. Fair enough. All right. So Nas was spitting. That's all I'll say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's almost dry. The masterpiece before it's done. Right. It's almost dry. So set it before 12 tracks, five with features, seven solos. The feature list is Kanye, Don Tolliver, Jay-Z, Labyrinth, No Malice, Lil Uzi Vert, Kid Cudi, and 
production alters between Kanye West and Pharrell. The production alone is the, the top of my favorite albums of all time, point blank period. Oof. And specifically because of specifically because of Pharrell. I think Pharrell's more like it's the range that for this production and the balance that he brings to Kanye's production helps this stand out. Like Kanye couldn't have handled this one exclusively like he did Daytona. The and like the Pharrell tracks are more energizing and like jarring and the the lyrics and the lyricism that it forces from push it to not get eaten up by the sound gives you like it, I just think it feels more inspired like cuz like otherwise he would just get eaten up by the production because the production is top tier. And the Kanye production, Kanye production is always good, but it's familiar because they've been working together so much in a shorter amount of time. Whereas Pharrell, there was a gap because Pharrell wasn't necessarily outside. No. Now, Paul's early impressions or first impressions of the album. I think that uh, Pusha T said a lot with a little bit of words. Um, if we're if we're sticking with this Tana talk versus it's almost dry comparison, Benny is floating through each cadence. And he has a lot to say and the flows are everywhere because he's fitting in a lot of words and, you know, he's just, he's just, he's got a lot of things to say. It's a very dense album. Whereas uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned the, um, it, it was crafted so that Push T's vocals fit inside yeah. of the production where his, his pauses and his breaths and the flows that he would carry for four, eight, 12 bars. Uh, the whole song, you know, he'd carry the same flow and just be in between the product, the production. You can tell that like they had locked in that way, just like you said, to not overshadow where you have this fancy Pharrell production and, you know, Kanye West production doesn't drown out what he's saying. Um, and he still, like I said, still managed to say so much in so little words and just like create, created much more of a, I, I want to say almost cinematic yeah, the album was almost cin- cinematic in in its listening. Um, very similar to Igor by Tyler. There's another very cinematic, very full sounding, strong sounding album um, where you can just like picture it rather than following along with what Benny may be saying. Bar, 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 bar. You know what I'm saying? And just trying to keep up. Push T's taking it very slow and making sure you know just who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Just like, made that shit clear. Like, I honestly feel like the, 
like the like you're saying like it's so perfectly crafted and his vo- the way his voice sits in the production and like when you think about like the content and the energy behind it it really just he's just dragging the rap game across like broken glass like mhm <laughs> just like you are going to get like this very real like he gives us another visceral album like i can feel like this album and like just from the fact that words on the album the opening of brambleton they're gonna die like those are the <laughs> opening words on the album they're gonna die beat for brambleton drops and good luck not going into slight cardiac arrest <laughs> like the there's like a bounce and like the whirling woo, like on brambleton it's just like this nigga playing like i remember i was watching or listening to um a push the t interview when they were like when he had first announced like the album he was just like you know he had he played it for pharrell and pharrell was like no this is not the sound that you want because it's gonna people are not able to distinguish you like this is not like it was kind of everybody else and for this to be like the final product of like some shit like this sonically does not sound like anyone else this does not even sound like his last shit and his last shit was crazy and high produced but brambleton is like one of my favorite songs on the album like the stories on it it's just I just want to throw this out there. Mixed by Manny Marquin. Oh, your friend dude. of the show. Friend yeah. of the Same show. Same motherfucking dude. Rihanna, Post Malone, DJ Khaled, Kanye, Wiz Khalifa. You know what I'm saying? Let's get him on the show. Sway Lee. Like Eminem. Mixed Walk on Water. Like this motherfucker is everywhere. You're being tapped yeah. by everyone. You are one of the greatest mix engineers and because you got the beat right you got the beat you go and you spit it you got the lyrics right then you got to send it to someone to make mm-hmm. sure everything is perfectly balanced in the speakers and the ratings he's, sounds, this dude is going yeah. off this dude never runs out of work like Mm-mm. He, he's got to be rich and you don't even know who he is he's just like yeah and that's it cool. that's what you really want that's the sweet spot. that's probably the name of the game right there right make it and then not have anybody know it everybody but if you're but if you're shop. in the industry if yeah. you're in the industry, you know him, but like, right, well, right, that's what I'm saying. Lead a normal life. You yeah. probably got to be real good with egos when when they got you and they want it to sound a certain way. He's probably a very patient man because that nigga's working with our faves, bro. And mm-hmm. Across yeah, the board, across the board. Seriously, seriously. For you, Beam. I <laughs> take your time because I don't have one. Scrape it <laughs> off. <laughs> Scrape it off with Pusha T and Lil Uzi Vert. I know it's probably one of the worst songs on the album. I don't care. I right. That's why we. Be the there. question was your favorite. Right. So like, I it, it's so bad, but it's so good. <laughs> I love Lil Uzi Vert <laughs> so much, dude. 
<laughs> and it just fits. They made it work. It wasn't supposed to work, and they forced it. Like, Pharrell is a genius because it worked. It's just, you know. You're right. Uh, be- beautiful vocals from Don Tolliver setting the mood just right. It fits with the um, kind of fits with the mood of the album. Gives you a little break from the scary Joker killing wild shit like scary menacing. Right, shit, you're like nine tracks in. You're nine just, tracks just in before that. Before, yeah, you get a little break. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert Act Three um, gives you a great verse. Um, I just, I just find yeah, it great how everyone's tapping Lil Uzi. Like, I've said before that Lil Uzi is the Lil Wayne of this generation, and motherfuckers laughed at me. But the more time goes on, <laughs> the more time goes on, right? It's a bold statement, but Lil Uzi Vert is the Lil Wayne of this new generation, and I'm gonna stand on that. L. You're getting tapped right. by the best artists, and you're delivering verses in your own specific way. You have no business with your tight pants and your little fucking shoulder rock. Being on a song with Pusha T, right? In in like regular world, but like the timelines flipped, so this works, right? <laughs> I mean, he got a verse like... from Tyler. There is a Tyler Pusha T, and that song works. Fucking shout out to Tyler when he raps, most specifically. Shout out to Tyler all the time, but most specifically when he raps. Uh, love it. Um, now I will say. Brambleton is my favorite, but just so you remember, is I Oof. think the best. Shivers. Track five. Another one. Talk your shit. Like, yo, <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> like, it's a horrifying song. <laughs> horrifying. Oh my God. Like, let me see. Just the opening of it. Just so you remember who you were dealing with who the chemist is brick by brick we kept open mix by mix we built our villages see rappers apply for stimulus living a lie but die for your images <laughs> like kanye applied for a stimulus like i see you you track hawk <laughs> niggas are not my equivalent no this is this is it fool your bigs to cuba just for the thrill of it but i ain't go to show you what you should have did what it's nasty <laughs> that's a Gross. nasty bar right there that is a fuck. That is an as a regular nigga that hurt. This hurts as a regular <laughs> citizen of America. Like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> so it's just like the difference. Like, hey. Benny's gonna fly out your bitch, and and Benny's gonna go. Like, he's gonna fly out your <laughs> bitch, and he's gonna fuck her. He's gonna fuck her, right? But like, push a T. He's not gonna go. <laughs> just which, like, which is right. So just like. You are evenly matched in your own way. I just can't choose. Like, is it worse if you go or is it worse if you don't go? It's like crazy. And fly her out there and have her sit out there by herself. (laughs) (laughs) Team fire fist, you bitch. That dude said, Yeah, I'm on my way. I'll be right there. I ain't go. That's Just show you what you should have did. That's yeah. That shit is. Crazy. And now she's taking solo selfies. And oh my god, <laughs> she could probably end up having a good time. She could probably definitely will time to have. And she's she gonna call crazy. home different, different. I would. And she never I cheated, would. so the relationship is safe. It's just her ego. Yeah. He's got to do not, it. Not, not when he asks who flew you out there. 
<laughs> Got a free flight from Pusha T. Rapping in spare time. No. Yeah. Um, That's hilarious. Best, best song for me is Call My Bluff. Mm, um, yes. Another super a, menacing track. <laughs> it's funny you say men- menacing because uh, my favorite verse is verse two. Because it's like the whole song is about, you know, 1-800-CALL-MY-BLUFF. Like everything I'm saying, you could tell me I'm lying and I would like come see you. And then like verse mm-hmm. two, he just comes in on verse two. Calling my bluff, gonna answer, hello. Service with a <laughs> smile when I hand out halos. Like you better get out of here with that flow, bro. You <laughs> Shot clock shooters, when I point them, they go. Not everybody asking, what happened? They know. It's like, yo, if you don't stop messing with me, dude, you sound crazy <laughs> rapping in that high pitch. You are pushing T. You're telling me that you're gonna kill me with like a he smile had to fit the on theme. your face. Like he had to fit the theme. Crazy, of crazy, menacing. like psycho. Yeah, Joker yeah, yeah, type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's when when I read a, uh, I read an interview where he said they literally locked in with the movie Joker, and Pusha mm. T would go. He would he would take Pharrell's production and he would bring it over to Kanye, and then Kanye would say change this or like I'm gonna outdo this, and then he would take what Kanye did, and then go to Pharrell with Kanye's Unfair. shit. It's just a different. You're playing a Unfair. different ball game. Whereas right. Benny is, he says, "I'm keeping Al in the studio till 4 a.m." Right? Y'all, y'all niggas are just sitting there doing your own thing. You and Derringer probably sending each other beats. But like, yeah. Pusha T said, he was living with Pharrell during the pandemic. He's just moving different. It's just like a, a you're right. just moving a lot different than yeah. a lot of other people. You and I, I don't think people yeah, like. People who are like relatively new to rap don't understand that that is like the level of which Pusha T operate. Like if your introduction to Pusha T was Daytona, you don't understand shit about shit. <laughs> like you don't know. And I think that goes into it too. It's just like y'all dog, y'all, y'all, this man really is like um, another so my favorite bar is from Dreaming of the Past, even though I think that's my least favorite song on the album because like, until you remove the Kanye feature, because I think it's just random. But, uh, bro, you niggas not flexing, you cramping. My weight keeping niggas on bikes like Amblin. Weight scrambling. Now pass the champagne to the champion. My niggas get money, get money like ye sampling. Guns stutter like the drumline at Grambling. MGM gambling, bone blew a small mansion, was dreaming of the past. Annoyed this bitch called Lon Von Landvin. Like, love it. <laughs> he's, eat, he's eating it up, man. Just it's, it's just been a fucking incredible year for music in general. Better than I want to say, what was the last hot year? 2016 or 2017? I can't remember. But leaps and bounds better. And I can't. Because we have one of my favorite genres of rap is getting like mainstream access and niggas are shit for real. And the projects are full, like we keep saying, and I'm so full. <laughs> Do you have a favorite bar from It's Almost Dry? 
Uh, I didn't um, finish the album. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, my bad. Go for it, Beam. I I was just gonna mention about uh, you said that the Kanye verse sounded out of place. Um, in in the interview, um, he had with Charlemagne, he had mentioned that like it was his compromise. It, it was like a yay beat, <laughs> and then like. <laughs> Ye was like flip flopping on giving him the beat, and Pusha T's like, "Yo, I need this fucking beat. Like, you need to give me this beat." And Kanye's like, "Nah, nah, I'm working on something too. So like, maybe not, maybe not." So then he like made a compromise with Kanye. You you can get on the beat, but like, you gotta let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the shit I don't album. like. Right, and then I guess Kanye was like, "Nah, like I can't like rap behind you." And Pusha T was like, "Yes, yes, you can. You can." Like you've already done everything. You've made the beat. And you like, will. Just give me this fucking beat. Like, it's just like crazy. Just and, and it sounds like it. It's like, but yeah, I don't hate the Kanye verse. When daddy's not home, the family's in danger. Like, I, I like that. Uh, I like how he ended his verse with that because he's he be going through that. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Oh God! But what a incredible time. I think I have grand ideas for what we do for the next big album. We do a deep dive in, but this is fun. This was like our first album deep dive album. Something, something uh, keep you focused on something positive and while the world burns down around us. Not I mean. So any parting remarks you got for the peoples before we get out of here? Anything um, you got to say to close? So this, we, we the beginning of this podcast, there was a lot of bad news. Um, there's just been a lot of bad news, right? The life that we're living right now. But there was some good news. And I'm always going to try to bring some good news. Um, two things, real quick. Um, so they found, researchers have found the cause of SIDS. Yes. That's the sudden, sudden infant death, death syndrome. syndrome. Mm -hmm. So... That's fucking. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. That's, That's groundbreaking. I didn't know. Hugely amazing news. Like it is a enzyme deficiency. Yeah. Wow. So they have they have they've found the cause, which I mean, I don't know what it means from here, but I feel like that's a that's an important. We'll first find step. that's step one. First, something that's a huge step. Like very very good news. Um, glad that there, there are there, as as much death destruction and angst that there is in this world like there are still motherfuckers behind the scenes working hard to save us and like motherfuckers and just, and just in general good. are just trying to have a good time most motherfuckers i believe are just trying to have a good time um while we're here and then another thing was uh there's like this pay it forward thing happening in the bay area um so bay area is let me see that's got to be San Francisco, Bay Area and California. Mm -hmm. You know, housing prices are crazy. Um, there's this pay it forward thing happening where uh, this this specific lady had, uh, I think, just over a million million property. Um, and then she sold it for half and like turned oh, wow. it into uh, low income housing or like lowered income housing for people to find something better. Right. So just like. There are people out there in the Bay Area doing their part to try to ease some of the burden because California, I mean, if you ever talk to anybody about California, first thing is, oh, the housing is crazy out there. Like San Francisco, you don't even think about trying to move there, right? So <laughs> I thought that was also a good move, a good move, like people over there um, 
take taking a cut from their ultra wealth and just like trying to help motherfuckers in their community. So good news. Yeah, yeah. love to see that. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Love that shit. So he could do uh yeah, there we go. Take care <laughs> of the kids. Pay it forward. Amen. Cruz That's got all. anything? I mean, good luck following I, that. But uh, yeah, no, I have nothing to follow that. Uh enjoy your week. I hope everyone's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. And it ended on a yes. good note. Some positivity. Yeah. Let's Absolutely, go. man. We are. Yes. Things things yep. are good. Nah, man. I just uh, I look just forward go. to the end of this whole 30 diet that I'm doing. I'm tired of getting side-eyed by everyone I speak to. They're like, expect all my coworkers have side-eyed me. Why are you on a diet? So I can have 24-7 abs, my dude. It's summertime. Um <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And so, no, I mean, and also doing like 30 days, no drinking, like first time in a while that I've done a long stint, giving up the old booze. So, yeah, doing good nice. things for my body. Do good things for yourself, ladies, gentlemen, these, thems, all of the people of the Internet. It is your boy, Defanity. That stay doing the most, just like our applause. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite, favorite streamer, your favorite everything in betweener, Nick Beam, and Como Se Dice, yes, sir. Yes. Cruz. Yes. We are the Bad Kids Pod. Check out our website, badkidz.com, for exclusive web content, episode notes, more episodes of the Funky Keeper Fresh. We out. Peace.